Hello, everybody, and welcome to probably, it was probably going to be our last in-studio recording session as someone is a little gassy. Sorry. But at the same time, uh, Alex and I are in the same room. For the first time in quite some time, was it late January? Maybe early February? I don't, I don't even know. We're going to have to... Not even. Yeah, it's been, it's not been since, a long while. Not since the boy's been born, so... Yeah. Wow. So... It's been a few. It's an important moment for us, but this is Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture and media that your girl will drag you to. My name is Matt. And I'm Alex. And welcome to our favorite rendition. Uh, this is the one where we go over the sex auditions episode of the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. They call it the fantasy suite, where they can take time to speak intimately about things that matter. And have conversations. But they speak with their hips and have conversations. And, as, and, and this is a direct quote, conversations and conversations and conversations. <laughs> Man, it's a lot of pounding some conversations in, let me tell you. We've got a lot of conversations in in these episodes. Absolutely. So, um, but before we get started, Alex, what you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the beer you gave me. I decided to save it for this special occasion. This is the Weldworks Brewing Juicy Bits India Pale Ale, brewed with Citra Mosaic and Eldorado Hops. You are the source of the information, so I don't know. It's out of Greeley, Colorado, and it was rated the number one IPA in the state. So I thought it was my duty to bring it to you to make you... I'm excited. This will do the trick for me. I'm going to crack this one open right now. Yeah, I think it's like a six point something. Oh, yeah, and it's Tallboy. Oh, yeah. So what are you drinking? I am drinking from Oscar Blues Brewery because this is an episode where they go to the Fantasy Suite, and our... Old Maddie probably had a chub. I'm drinking an old chub Scottish ale from Oscar Blues. And it is 8% alcohol, 12 fluid ounces out of Denver, Colorado. Ooh, sounds great. Yeah. Right from the start. These have been in your fridge since before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's called aging. Ever heard of it? I haven't. No, not with uh, (laughs) prepackaged beer. (laughs) Cans. Yeah. But uh, I do appreciate the effort. And, um, yeah, so cheers, bud. Cheers, cheers. to being in person. In person Clink. Recording. <laughs> we'll, um, add that, we'll add that in in post. Yeah, we'll add the, add the sound, effect, sound effects in. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We know that um, this season The Bachelor has been an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. Viewership is down considerably. Yeah. Um, I read it was, you know, they lost 800,000 viewers between the hometowns and the Women Tell All um and uh we know the diehards are still listening so we just want to say we love you yes so much we can't wait to share conversations with you yeah there's some there's there's some stuff to talk about in here um but anyway we'll jump right into it um the episode starts out with all the girls standing outside and going for a walk mm-hmm. um, to their same suite which they will share for the next three nights correct and they have this weird you know this whole weird, this weird. I don't know when this started, but they have this weird like walk of shame interview with like the other contestants. Like, hey, you have to walk in. You have to like act like you're not super stoked, and, or, or you're like just kind of like moseying on in. And um, everyone's like, hey, how was it? And you have to like play it off like it wasn't super great. Like, hey, it, was, it was cool. Yeah, cool. You know, we 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 got to talk. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah, and then when everybody goes, so what'd you do? It's always. Well, we went apple picking. It's like, that's not what I was asking. And you damn well know that's not what I was asking. That's not what I want to know. 
<laughs> Can you imagine if someone was actually just truthful? They walk in like, yeah, we hit me from behind. And then uh, we uh, we took a little quick little refresher break. We had some spritzers and then straight missionary style for, for 45 minutes. I mean. Or, or more likely it's probably, yeah, you know how weird and awkward of a kisser Matt is? Doesn't stop there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they're sitting on the couch. Uh, Rachel talks about how much she wants it. Um, yeah. she doesn't define what it is, but she wants it. Uh, Chris Harrison comes in and he revealed something that I thought was kind of interesting. There's been 38 women this season. Wow. And not at one time, but overall sure. 38 people showed up. I don't think that's ever been touched before. Yeah. Um, it's you a know, lot. but as soon as the overnight dates were mentioned, you see kind of Rachel shift in her chair, you know, kind of like, Oh yeah. She's uncomfortable. And, and, and ABC really played up, especially on International Women's Day, which is today, mm-hmm. that these fantasy suites are all about talking and talking about kids and marriage and all these things that you want to talk about. You notice that, that you know it's all about talking. Yep. Yeah. They they uh, you know true to form they try and mask uh, what's really going on behind the veil of. The production and for the first time viewers can you describe to them what exactly is going on alex well even if we go with the 80 20 rule 80 percent of the time that door closes the mics are turned off and the birds and the bees are taking place uh, guys sorry. and gals if you haven't had that conversation yet call your local dad <laughs> Speaking i'm of- not going to do it Speaking of dads, uh, we'll get to that first. But I, I had I wrote down here. I wanted to ask you, what order would you want to be in if you were on if you made it this far? Would you want to be first, or would you want to be last, or would you? I mean, I think the, I think we both agree all the worst place to be is in the middle. Yeah, I mean, all three are agonizing. the The middle one would be weird. The I think honestly, I'd want to be the last. Really, I think because the memory stays. Right, oh. you have the you have the advantage of him remembering most what happened on your date. I okay, think. so but you also have the highest chance of getting a venereal disease. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, first you could be, you know, kind of get in there, and you know, maybe he'll say no to everyone else, but he definitely said yes to you. Yep, um, I guess, I guess you're more playing the numbers game. Is yeah, I mean. I mean, a bird in a hand is worth two in the bush. And speaking of bush, um, I'm joking. I never heard it put that way. I always, I always call it getting two birds stoned at once. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, that took a turn. Uh, so before Matt can do this, he needs to meet with his dad. Have a conversation with old daddy-o. Um, yeah. Which I can imagine ABC was just sitting back here like when they're interviewing Matt to be the bachelor. They're like, how's your relationship with your dad? It's it's terrible. It, it really is terrible. I talked to him maybe once a year. Probably. Uh, yeah, he left me a bit. Oh, this is good. This is good. Um. Yeah. You're going to have to talk to him. He's on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> you have baggage and you can't get rid of it until you have this conversation with him. <laughs> you know, it's, it, that conversation served nobody. Well, and let's, let's, let's preface this. Because you were, we were together watching the episode. Yeah, and as we always do for fantasy, fantasy sweet episodes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, we we were watching together, and you mentioned something specifically. You said they had to have edited the crap out of this conversation. So we'll preface with the fact that 
because it serves nobody. Matt or his dad actually even include include them in part of this too. But as the viewer, you get nothing out of this conversation because there's a whole lot that's missed somewhere and they cut right through it and you do not see it. Oh yeah. I bet you there's probably an hour to two hours of conversation that they condensed down to probably five minutes. I would hope so because I mean, Matt was super aggressive with his dad and I understand he's mad, but there's really nothing at that point his dad can do. So what was Matt's the goal? The damage has been done. Yeah. I mean, and you know, his dad was kind of like at the beginning, he's like, you just got to let that go. You know, like, which I know Matt can't easily do, but Matt's also standing there um, really pressing the issue about how bad he is and how much his dad hurt him. And, you know, I guess confront your your person that har- harms you. But, I mean, at the same time, there's nothing that his dad could do. And, and Matt used the relationship that his dad had as his reasoning for never having a relationship before every single dinner of this this episode yeah and it got repetitive and it gets to a certain point in time matt where you know he's like i just needed to have that conversation to realize i want to be nothing like him you should have already known that should have already known that should have already known that and and it opens up with matt just barrages him this is by and you you mentioned this too i'll let you elaborate but you mentioned this is in no way a healthy conversation from the get-go no he just starts accusing him Calling, not calling names, but really just kind of just calling them out, and, not, and it's it's more of a it's more of a trial by fire than it is a conversation to kind of to mend. It, it does not come off that way. Again, Matt's just saying he, he's wanted to take body shots on his dad for years, and he's he's always, you know it's kind of like that boy. If I ever got my dad in a room, I'd really let him have it. That's basically how this call this conversation started. And he framed it like he was doing his dad a favor and getting to finally hear his dad's side of the story, but he had no intention of hearing what his dad had to say. And I'm not, I'm not saying his dad is right. I'm not saying Matt no. is wrong, but I'm just saying that that conversation was not healthy. And then he, you know, well, in this conversation, it shouldn't be had on national TV. No, no, that's not the place to have this conversation. Two, you can tell, and like you said, Matt's dad is by no means in the right. You know, and, and Matt's necessarily not not in the right either. But yeah, again, not not the place to have this conversation on national TV. Secondly, you learn how little Matt actually knows about his dad. His dad literally says, "He goes, I, I he goes, I didn't have that either. My dad died when I was five. And you look at like Matt's got this blank expression on his face, like he never knew that. I'm like, if you don't even know what ha- like where who your grandfather is, what your grand what happened to your grandfather." You don't know a whole lot about your dad either in terms of upbringing. And I, I, I just I find it hard. What Matt can call him out on are things that he did to him, mm-hmm. right? Or wasn't there for him or whatever. Like, that's the thing. But if you really wanted to heal right up front, you tell him how you're, you tell him how you're feeling. Not, not you're this, you're that, you're this. And then I never want to be, be like you. Like Imagine... Your son brings you on a national television to have this conversation with you, where he just basically tells you that he never wants to be with you. What a piece of crap you are! Yeah, I mean that da- that guy had every right to walk away. And I, 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 I mean, I, again, we don't want to give his dad any excuses, but all of Matt's statements were definitive "you" statements. They mm-hmm. were, you did this. You hurt mom. You did this. And you know, it just. And then you know, the thing that pissed me off the most, I think, about this whole conversation is that it was sponsored by Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah. and um, what did Matt say? He if, said, if, if, we, "If we were celebrating, we'd go to Chuck E. Cheese." 
I mean, they're defunct, they're bankrupt, and who chooses a rat as their mascot to sell pizza? Well, the worst part is, it makes you wonder if they like, they kind of catfished his dad. Because oh, he, he comes like, this sure. is really great for you, and like he's excited for him We're to be in this moment. <laughs> and that goes, oh, this is not how this conversation's going. Like, Now, to be fair, he could have been trying to just blow over the whole thing and, and dodge accepting responsibility, which sounds like that might be kind of status quo for him. But even if he does... Sounds like he was set up. Even if he does... First off, this conversation was more about being a father than being a husband. Yeah. So Matt didn't have to have this conversation to no. get engaged. No. So... What's he going to learn from his dad about being a, about being a, uh, about being a husband? Nothing. So you learn, nothing you gets... learn about what not to do yep. by looking at your father. Yep. But this was about him being a dad. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with with this whole thing. So that's what that's what I did. It frustrated me, and I thought that the national TV was not a place to have this. You know, um, and just Matt needs a therapist. He doesn't need to have this conversation. Yeah. But I hate how the hate how production played off like he's all good now. He got it off his chest. He's all again, good. Again, he just wanted to wail on his dad verbally. Probably what he's been looking to do for probably ten years. And he kept saying, like, I'm not holding on to grudges. Yeah. There's no hard feelings. Hard I'm feelings. like, what was this all about then? Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I thought and I, I, I want to make note of is he said um like he, he talked about his dad cheating on his mom, right? And he talked about and he was like, well, what kind of man does that? You know, and he's and he's grilling him. And and given the circumstances of this show and, and society allows for this to take place in the form of this show, but Matt's been kissing multiple girls on the same night or going on multiple dates with different women on the same night. And yes, he's not married. I understand that. But he's not that far off. <laughs> I mean, you're... Th- if if you're a lady and you're dating a guy and you're finding out that he's dating four other girls and he's good, taking all of those seriously to the next level as he's taking it seriously on the next level without with you, kind of a scumbag move, like like in normal society, like but we allow for this to take place on the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, and it's somehow excusable. If I were if I was a dad, I get a little defensive, being like, dude, are, you know what show you're on? You're literally doing the same thing just in your dating life right now. You're about to have sex, arguably, with three women within three nights, and they're all different women. And you're, <laughs> yeah. and you're supposedly in deep relationships with all of them where you might ask one of them out on a date or out, out, out to marry you. Like, come on, man. Like, pot calling the kettle black a little here. Like, you got to be careful about that one. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate Matt really hammering him on that one because it's like, eh, you're kind of doing the same thing right now. Yeah. And I guess I'm I'm late to the party or I'm slow. Um, I thought Matt's dad was a carny, and when he had an affair with when he was with his mom, I thought he would, had a, a fair like a carnival. <laughs> I'm now realizing that he had extramarital activity, um, so I feel dumb. Um, <laughs> he's not the thousand pound man. <laughs> he's not. He's not the guess your weight guy. Um, he's not the. Uh, the basketball hoop with the contorted. So I'm a little embarrassed, but I just, I'm glad that I'm back on the same that, page that, now. That Matt light bulb, has a right to be mad. That uh, light bulb just went off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they have this stupid conversation. They hug it out. And I guess life is good. Again, no hard feelings. After yeah. He took his shots on him. All right, yeah. cool. Thanks for that. That was therapeutic for him. It's kind of like, you know, someone beating someone up and like when they're saying they're sorry, like we kind of deserved it, but we're good now. Right. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, Dad did deserve a little bit of a tongue lashing, but it wasn't at all marketed like that by Matt. It was like it was like this is for me to get clarity and just talk to you about what I want to be. It's like, no, you're just wailing on him the, the entire five minutes the production crew covered this. But they they cut all of a sudden to them being cool and actually having closure in conversation and actually getting to a good and healthy point. Correct. Which which you're going. There was there was no bridging communication that we saw as viewers. They just jumped to that. Like, how did they logically jump there? They didn't. It's like you suck and I love you. Okay, I love you too. <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah. Okay, agreed. Like, yeah, what? So Matt said he grew a lot after this talk. So uh, he's actually six seven now. Um, <laughs> That's I think, why his pants were so short afterwards. Oh, see, I think that's that makes, where they only went to like his high, his mid ankle. He's got to stop having all these growing conversations because he's he's tall. His pants keep they they're too short all the time now. When did regular jeans become capris? I don't know. Like we're in the we're in the calf. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but speaking of fashion, uh, Matt looked like an actual turtle in his turtleneck because <laughs> it was a green turtleneck with a yellow collar. Um, <laughs> and um, to make Michelle, who was first, feel good, they get a spa day, which to every man means a semi-naked afternoon, mm-hmm. um, or fully naked, depending if there's cameras in the room or not. For fantasy suite, For, it's, a, it's a pregame. Right? And they walk into a room, what's called a, a Pennsylvanian Dutch spa day. They walk into a room with a bathtub, which seems to be full of cow semen, um, yeah. and they have oatmeal, and there's bearskin rugs, and, and there's stacks of butter, on and a stacks plate. of butter, and there's zero instructions. So yeah. they just start rubbing everything on everyone. Yeah. Um, and I, and uh, you know, it's, I, I think personally, and I, I said this when we were watching it, but this has got to be the strangest date in Bachelor Bachelorette history. Mm-hmm. Even with all the dates that they tried to play off as awkward and weird, those are actually those don't even, those pale in comparison to whatever this date was. They were literally rubbing butter on each other, <laughs> sticking their feet in like hot oatmeal, like cooked oatmeal, and then pouring, I guess, probably hot if not lukewarm milk on each other. What the heck? like? What? I bet vegans in the United States were just cringing. At probably, this whole they're thing. probably gonna cancel this episode. Yeah, I mean that's another thing to get angry at this series about is all the, all the cow, all the abuse that have to been, you know, milked for all it's worth. I mean, this dairy themed date, you know, just went above and beyond. It was just so. strange. It was an utter disaster. It was so, <laughs> so strange. By far the strangest thing I've seen on the show so far. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they they so they do that, and then they talk about staying in love, and it's Matt's like I've never thought of that before. Um, and Which I mean, it, shame on Matt, <laughs> Michelle, mature, because like every again that this show is also really good at you know sensationalizing the dating process and sensationalizing the proposal and the, the concept of marriage. They ain't following anybody. One, two, three, four years into it on a on a Tuesday morning, <laughs> you know, it's like there's there relationships are where she says it. She's like, you know, what what you know, it, it may look differently once kids are involved. You have a family. Like, she's actually like she's. It's got to be why Matt likes her is probably because he she's wise beyond her years mm-hmm. and she gets it and she had good role models. So for him, he's actually it's, she's probably actually blowing his mind that way because he's not nobody can. To, to his credit and to the lack of his dad's credit, he, nobody taught him to, like, that's 
that's considered work in a relationship when you have kids and when you hit that stage. Well, the show focuses on the yummy parts, and yeah. that's not a dairy joke. I'm just saying that, like, <clears throat> all the all the this show just focuses on the honeymoon phase of relationships, yep. and ultimately, you gotta see, yeah. There's a lot of aspects outside of the yummy. There's uh, how people fight, how they manage their finances, how they how they act when they miss a mortgage payment. Um, you know, uh, how they act when when you know the guy goes out with the guys. Yeah. And the wife doesn't really care about that, or care about him doing that. We're going out with the girls and, and navigating yeah. the mundane mm-hmm. is like a very, you can it's, find it's 95% can, of the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the ficus needs to be watered and you know, the lawn needs to be mowed mm-hmm. and someone needs to go to the mailbox and yep. somebody needs to dust and vacuum. Gosh, somebody needs to keep the kitchen clean. We need to romanticize marriage a little less. <laughs> Because I know all our 20-somethings listening are running to get oh, engaged. Oh, they can't wait. Yeah. They can't wait to get engaged now. And just wait till you have kids and then it's not even oh, about you or yep. your wife. Yep. It's about that little cute bundle of boogers. You, you, you tell that man in the mirror to go F himself and it's time to make this family happy. <clears throat> go make some money. Here we go again. <laughs> um, so... Uh, then he pulls out the envelope from under the dinner plate. And I feel like the men should have to ask the woman or the woman has asked the man, the bachelor or the bachelor has asked the contestant to stay with him, to forego their rooms. I don't mm. think, I hate this handing off the card and then reading it and then immediately having them answer. It's It should be, in terms of consensual mm-hmm. opportunity, mm-hmm. I think that the, Permission needs to be the bachelor granted. needs to be extend the offer and it needs to be reciprocated. It can't be read this card and I'm going to base my answer off of what you say. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. Um, but they said yes. She drops an L bomb. Yep. yep. And um, and oh, and we can't forget that before she drops the L bomb, she says that uh, she tells Matt that that she, she's very sure that he is her person, her which person. you know that transcends all universal love oh just like my old my my old dog growing up i was i was her person mm. <laughs> everyone has a person out there it's very possessive i would say it is um so 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 michelle comes back so the next morning michelle walks back into the suite they obviously have the other girl sitting on the couch waiting for her to walk in and that's where michelle describes their date you know about the the Pennsylvania Dutch spa, which is again was the but they got to stay in Zelda's Hyrule Castle, which oh, yeah. I thought was pretty cool. And then they did this thing where they were blowing kisses to each other, um, <laughs> him from his him from, his, bal- window, from his balcony. balcony yeah. And there's a weird Twitter statue on the grounds of the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would be remiss for not mentioning. Um, and Rachel, they show a scene of Rachel worried, like she didn't see this coming, and you know it's like being shocked by a. a, a you know, a jack in the box, you know, like, you know, it's coming mm-hmm. at the end. There's going to be this. I know you should be able to handle it a little bit better. Um, but then they have this weird walk of shame, like, you know, like, you know, like when, like after the masters, when the, when the, when the golfer comes off the 18th green, they go into the back room and then they immediately get interviewed by the press. That's mm-hmm. essentially what, you know, these fantasy dates are. They go <laughs> and they, they play 18 holes um, front nine and back nine, maybe. I'm not in the room. Um, but then they get to there and all of a sudden they get interviewed. Like, what do you think of your strokes? Yeah. Were they good? Were they yeah. solid strokes? Were you happy with your performance? Yeah. Did you get wet at all? You <laughs> hit in the water? Yeah. You know, was it sandy? Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
Um, very odd conversations. And um, they said conversations and conversations and Michelle conversations. Says, she goes, I mean, it was just really good to have just the whole night to him. And we just, I mean, we just we had some conversations and conversations and, and conversations, conversations and conversations. And, conversations. and in Rachel's head, I was like, and sex and <laughs> bang and bang. And, <laughs> yeah. and, Ra- and Michelle's like, conversations on the bed, conversations on the couch, conversations <laughs> in the kitchen, conversations in the bedroom, conversations in the bathroom. And sex, <laughs> sex, sex. Yeah. I mean, if they did not... Right. If they did not have sex that night, the way she describes it, they is definitely awfully, had some oral awfully insin- conversations. Awfully insinuated, yes, that there was some some things going on. Just by you can't say we had conversations and conversations and conversations. It's almost like the obligatory, like obvious wink has to follow it, right? Like, <laughs> like I don't know if like if you have a conversation. That flows to a lot of topics, but it occurs over the one night. Like yeah. you have one yeah. continue. It's you had a conversation. Well, not it's like a conversation well, it's like, and a conversation and a conversation. Well, like the way you saw that too was like with Andy and Juan Pablo way back when. When Andy was like, "F this guy, he's a complete and utter moron." It's because they talked the entire night, and she was like, "Get me out of here." Yeah, like that. Like, like you said, if it goes to multiple topics, I like her. I like her a lot. It's, yeah, it's man. We spent the entire night literally just talking. It was great, mm. right? And then, and it doesn't. It, yeah, you don't describe it as conversations and conversations and conversations. And the conversations kept coming, and they kept coming, and they kept coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, then it was Bree's turn, and they made her walk a quarter mile just to get a good shot of her walking in the woods. Yeah. She comes up to Matt, and he decides to take her backpacking. Um, he calls her Dora the Explorer, and they all laugh for let's see in about three minutes straight. Yeah. Um, well, okay. that's a big awkward laugher too. Yeah, and then Matt was talking about snakes in the area. Uh, little did Bree know that he was talking about trouser snakes, and uh, and we we segue right into pitching a tent. Yes, <laughs> he said he's pitched many tents. He pitches one every morning, um, and. Uh, uh, yeah, she, she goes. Have you ever pitched a tent? He goes. Oh yeah, I pitched. I pitched plenty of tents. Oh, like, oh Matt. Yeah, this is, the innuendos are just too much. Uh, um, she was pissed when she thought that they were camping. Yeah, and I would be too. I mean, that would like mess up your back. They had no. They had didn't have very good gear to no. begin with. No, and and not only that, but this she even describes herself in the production crew like interview session. She's like, I'm the least outdoorsy person you know, and I remember thinking to myself, this is the type of girl where and nothing against her at all. It's it's understandable. There's a lot of girls, the last thing they want to do is go camping, right? She's definitely one of those types. She just said, I'm the least outdoorsy person probably in this whole group. And you can't imagine if you were dating Brie and you're like, hey, babe, surprise, we're going camping this weekend. She'd be like, it better be glamping because I am not roughing it in a tent with you for two days. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, understandably so. That's not her thing. That's not her thing. But yeah. she's putting on a brave face, and she's keeping her eyes on the prize. Well, she pretended like it was good. But, she would have uh, been pissed if, it was, if they were already in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would not fly. That's something... That's the yummy phase. Yeah. Is when you pretend to like things that your, your, your boyfriend, your boyfriend or girlfriend too? does. Yeah. Um, you know... Uh, and then after you get married, then that's when you start putting the boundaries in. You know what? I don't like ballet. You know what? I don't like camping. Mm-hmm. Um... But uh, then they have dinner, and he talks about his dad again. Same word-for-word Same, conversation yeah. that he had with Michelle. Um, and then uh, they read the date card, and they said yes. Um, they didn't have a prop key there, but it showed up later on the table. 
Um, and then I had a real big issue with Matt cooking bacon and butter in a pan with a shirt off. His <laughs> shirt off. Makes me feel like he doesn't cook because that is brutal. Didn't have any scars on that chest from uh, bacon fat spinning up at him. No. That's for no, sure. No, you only do that once. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, when she walked away, he kept talking about, you know, how hard it is because she said she loves him and he has a rose ceremony coming up, which makes me feel like his mind was already made up and what he's going to yeah. do with her. Yeah. I don't know if that was a production play or what, but there he's, he's describing to the, to the crew, or I guess to the viewer, right, that... It's it's you know it's tough. He's gonna have to send somebody home. And it's literally as she's walking out the door that they're showing all this footage, and you know we're just looking at each other, and being like, "She's got to be going home." Yeah. Like why? Like why is he talking about this now? He's like, "Man, just you know having having her show up and like having this this night with her, like it's just gonna be really tough to send somebody home." It's like you didn't mention that when you were when you're sending Michelle home. No. Like there's and again because it's just been a production crew. They could have interviewed him at any point talking about that. Who knows? But they're threading this in with her, and I'm like suspicious okay we shall see so and that's that's pretty much hers yeah and then we have rachel rachel's all super psyched out in a bad way in a bad way she (laughs) She, walks up with her head down she's not making eye contact the only thing staring him straight in the face was her belly button which was oddly protruding from her shirt she had a weird outfit on she had those very strange outfit she had those capri like boy boyfriend pants i think is what they call them and it's like and then she had this like Skitty strap top that had like a split down the middle that like exposed her belly button. And her shirt looked like the Under Armour symbol. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was very weird. And and I mean, she's cute. She's pretty. She's skinny enough, but she she's didn't very, have the. She's very skinny. She didn't have the body to rock that that shirt or that look because it was like her belly was just kind of pudging out there. I don't know if the pants are too tight or what, but it was kind of like okay, all right. Anyways, she's not looking at Matt. She's not making eye contact. Walking up. And then they go to this pottery date, and she's totally not into it. I mean, this is a red like, flag date. Yeah, I mean, she is firing passive aggressive signals of like she's pissed. She's mm-hmm. not. She's not happy. She and again, for our lady listeners, this is what guys. What's up, ladies? <laughs> this is what guys hate most. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that because most guys are actually, if they're not emotionally intelligent, they're not picking up on those signals. Yeah. But for. If you if you got the glimpse that your man is emotionally sensitive, he's got an intelligence there with emotions. Just have that conversation with him, because what what eats away will take longer to repair whatever beef you guys are about to have, is by playing passive aggressive and making him ask about it time and time again. Yeah. Which which to be fair, Matt might not be all that emotionally intelligent because he doesn't ask about it. It's up to her to be like, I can't do this anymore. We need to stop this. And yeah. they totally wreck their their clay bowls that they're making for each other <laughs> they just let those dry they're killing this date and it, and that's a separate podcast we'll get there later yeah but. well I, I we were watching it together and we're like oh he needs to pull her aside mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah we're getting awkward he's like <laughs> does he is he not seeing how she's looking at her? like and she's saying things like she's getting easily irritated she's like oh this is like not working it's yeah. just like oh, she's not having fun at all and it's like it's not because of the date isn't fun it's actually probably the most fun date that I would have preferred to have if I was one of those three dates. I but, guess that makes sense. I, I, no, you'd like Breeze date. We'd like Breeze date. Well, we would because we like camping. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I'll throw axes at trees and stuff. Um, 
So anyway, she pulls him aside and she says she's upset, but she totally gets it. But she's upset, which is a very typical uh, 20-year-old woman conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm fine, but I'm mad. Yep. But it's fine. I yep. get it, but I'm not happy. <laughs> Struggles to interpret own emotions. Yes, correct. Um, and uh, they talk about her parachute crash and how sad he was. And all of a sudden, they're back to normal. All yeah. was well. He, well, he says the same that we were just like giving him a hard time for last week when he was like, I didn't realize that I loved her until she literally almost died. <laughs> like, what? That's what it takes for you to, to figure out if you love somebody, man? Come on. Anyway, so he basically says that story to her, which somehow makes her feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Then they go back to pottery. They rub clay on each other's faces. They have fun again. They have fun again. Then they go to a hotel room. Well, they have dinner and he has the same conversation. Yeah, about um, his dad, about, and that, that now he's ready for a relationship because he, he's, again, he's, he's body, good now. He's he good body now. shot he, his dad. For he had, he had he had the talk, and he's good. Um, and then they make out to fireworks, and then they probably bone. Um, I'm just filling in the blank spaces here. Uh, and uh, well, I got to tell like it is. No, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. I yeah. love it. I love it. He's a conductor and of the bone train to Pound Town. Um, Michelle gets a rose. Rachel gets a rose. Brie gets ho- goes home, which the producers of the production led towards. Very unceremonious Confirm. goodbye, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think he's. I think Matt said what all that he could say. He's like, look, I, I wish there was something that was, you know, definite that I could tell you why I'm not choosing you, but there really isn't. I just feel more towards these elsewhere. Girls. Yeah. Um, which is a tough position to be in, you know. It's, I mean, it's. I feel like it'd be, that would take a while to shake that one off. But yeah, I, I get it. But yeah, like you said, though, it is. It's cold. It's unceremonious. It's hard. Bye. You know, and she goes home. So and they come back in, and the episode ends. So that is our episode, and this is romancing our stones. Since this is a survival guide for male um, males and female media. We give a Stones rating after every episode to talk about how tolerable this episode is. We each have two Stones to give. Naturally. Two Stones means you like the episode. No Stones means an act of castration is preferable than watching this episode. So, Alex, why don't you take the honors here? I'm going to give it one Stone. Um, Usually with Fantasy Suites, you're kind of... uh having a lot of fun with you know the innuendo throughout that's that's weaved throughout the whole episode which it was there it was there um you're looking at the conversations see who's having actually some deep conversations we got a little bit out of michelle didn't really get the get it out of the rest of them um as after michelle's date i felt like the the my interest in the episode started declining consistent like pretty regularly on a, on a you know downward spiral um, so for, for that reason, I'm gonna give it one stone. Uh, I think it's, it was entertaining up front, started losing its depth towards the end. This might, we can also maybe chalk this up to bachelor fatigue, just because mm-hmm. it, again, it had all the elements that you're looking for. I just didn't, it wasn't as entertaining as, as I've been in the past watching fantasy suite episodes. Yeah. I, I just, I, I'll go, I'll go agree with you and give it one stone. Um, a lot of elements I didn't like. Um, the whole dad thing felt forced. And I'm not saying, like, again, I'm not saying his dad is a good person for what he did. Mm-hmm. But that conversation, 
accomplished nobody for any nothing for anybody including the viewers at home yeah um nothing was earned from that yeah and then they presented it like like it was a huge hurdle it was a huge success and he's he's on the road to recovery and i just felt that was kind of gimmicky the dates were dumb but they have been this whole season Mm -hmm. um you know I, I so I'll give it one stone. It wasn't unbearable. I had a lot of fun watching with you, just kind of cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. I used all the good jokes when we were together, just watching all the jokes life. that are not suitable for the podcast world. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's for the uh, behind the Patreon wall, which doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but if you want to Venmo me, go ahead. Um, I'll tell you some jokes. Uh, so two stones this episode. Uh, don't forget to tweet us at RO Stones guys. Alex and I were busy making memes together uh, throughout the show on Instagram at RO Stones guys. Uh, next episode is the finale. So if you want to be a guest host, maybe we should get Ryan back on here, or get get someone in here to talk, uh, get another perspective from the season. Yeah. Um, let's do that. Slide into our DMs. Thanks to all our new listeners, uh, Australia. We see you, Canada, um, listeners in Kenya, Mexico, wow, uh, Sweden, Kenya. Norway, Germany, France. Uh, we are so international. We are on International Women's Day. Our podcast <laughs> is international. Wow. Um, so uh, thanks for sharing. Keep sharing. We appreciate it. Um, we will talk to you all next week.